Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to another week of G Things Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. Our guest today is Helen Rossner. You know her from Twitter. You also know her because she's a staff writer for The New Yorker. She mostly focuses on food. One time, her Instagram of a California pizza kitchen salad influenced me to immediately order my own California pizza kitchen salad, and it was great. Helen, welcome to the show. I'm happy to have you here. I am so psyched to be here. Thank you for having me. It was a huge influence. I was, I, I like will never forget it. I was in an Uber on my way home. I was recording an episode of Danielle Mullen um, at a hotel in West Hollywood and the Uber was taking forever home and I was scrolling Instagram and there you were and you were like, I'm making my version of the, what was it? The buffalo chicken? It was the barbecue chicken salad. Yeah. And I was like, just, yeah, damn. And then I just ordered yeah. one. I'm not, I'm not about to make it myself. I mean, like, let's not go that far. I, I just ordered it. I think if I lived closer to an actual California pizza kitchen, I would have absolutely not made it myself. Sure. Yeah, no. I mean, I wasn't like doing some like, you know, crafty homemaker, you know, <laughs> here's how to make the perfect dupe at home. I just. No, you just. But you understand food in a way that I don't. So I really appreciated that. But anyway, like I was just so <laughs> I also had, you know, it was like 38 minutes to get home in this Uber. And I ordered the salad from the back of the Uber and the salad arrived to my house when I arrived to my house. And it was just like perfection. Oh, that's flawless. Thank you so much. That was such a great day. You gave that to me, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. That means a lot to me. It was, I honestly, and I also think it was one of the first days after my two-week vaccine incubation period. So it was like the first thing I did when I re-entered the world was like take an Uber somewhere and then order California Pizza Kitchen in the backseat on the way home. So we really are back to normal. (laughs) I think it's great. I don't know. I feel like the chain restaurants are just like the backbone of so many people's culinary memories yeah. not to get like super deep and heavy instantly but it's no, true you know it's it's predictable it's familiar there's memories associated and it's really good and it's, it's really like engineered good. in a lab to be as delicious as humanly possible yeah it's doritos in meal form what is your favorite chain restaurant i gotta know oh like what will you never question. say no to um i do really love California Pizza Kitchen. Mm. Um, I am a huge fan of Culver's, which is a Midwest fast food chain that I grew up eating. Um, they have custard instead of ice cream is sort of their deal. Okay. And their burgers are called butter burgers. And I think they're cooked in a lot of butter and they're <laughs> really good. Like if you are ever driving through the Midwest and you see a Culver's sign, you should pull over okay. and get that food. Um, I love, You know, I have this real... Um, 
drive to try chain restaurants that I haven't tried before. Like mm-hmm. I love regional chains and regional fast food chains and regional fast casual chains and all that stuff. I'm less interested in the super high end chains. Like the, I do, I like Cheesecake Factory. Nobu, I think is technically a chain at this point, but yes. <laughs> they're not like my, I mean, they're fine. I'll eat at them, but like, I, I love it. I was on this, this drive through, um, this road trip through the Blue Ridge Mountains a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And Oh shoot! Now I'm gonna forget what it was called. It was something called like like Peddlers Inn, or I'll look something. It up as you're telling the story, and then I can involving like some like fantasy novel profession, and it was a steakhouse plus salad bar buffet, and um, anybody who lives in the Carolinas, the is Peddler probably Steakhouse. Gonna... Yes, and I I <laughs> lost my mind with excitement because. I feel like the, the deal with a chain restaurant is that they know that they're all the same from location to location. But if you've never been to this chain before, you're just at a restaurant. The whole con- the concept is new to you and the concept is considered and cohesive. Like you're going to walk in and there's going to be like a shtick. And this place was amazing. Like they, they rolled steaks around on carts, like long cuts of steaks. So, you know, if you go to the butcher or you and you get a steak, it's like a half inch thick or an inch thick. And that's mm. been cut off of a really big it's like a, a loaf of bread right like you slice yeah. the steaks out of it and um and so they're rolling this cart around and they're like which steak do you want and you can pick your steak and then there's this salad bar and the salad bar is not a single unit like you know vertical or lateral salad bar it turns a corner it's like a multiple component yeah. l-shaped or possibly u-shaped salad bar that had a lot of things that are not salad like you know <laughs> like pasta seafood yeah and, exactly. yeah and pasta like and 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 soup and it was just like everything about this is like I love salad bars just with a profound me fashion too. me too like, like I adore salad bars and I love buffets which are effectively salad bars for non-salad foods yes. and I love things on carts and just like every form of interactive dining was yeah. in this restaurant and I was just like this is heaven and this is what happens when you go to a chain restaurant that you haven't been to before it's like you walk into heaven I, that is, so. I was going to say, like, the marriage of a steakhouse and dim sum is exactly, exactly what I want. Like, please wheel <laughs> me my food. Um, I was going to say, I, my favorite is Ruby Tuesdays because of the salad bar. And yes. I love, I mean, I hope COVID doesn't take down the salad bar, though it might be in our best interest for it to effectively take down the salad bar. I don't know that sneeze guards do much in, um, in the uh but i also love i mean like you know new yorkers like i love like a like a hot bar oh, the bodega hot oh, bar so yes. much yes like I, I love to like to diy i love ruby tuesday yeah, yeah. i think there's it, it's not my super favorite salad bar in the world there's i live in in brooklyn and my in-laws live in new jersey and we before COVID actually went to Ruby Tuesday fairly often because it was my mother-in-law's favorite restaurant. And so we'd go for her birthday every year. Yeah. Um, But, but uh, at about the halfway point between my in-laws house in New Jersey and my place in Brooklyn, there um, is a diner in not in Hackensack. Hohokus? Oh, Clifton. Clifton, New Jersey called the, the coach house diner. Okay. And I think it has a couple of locations, but they have a huge salad bar mm. and over the years it has become a really important part of my life to like <laughs> it is I, new york city is short in proper salad bars we are rich in the bodega hot and cold yes. bar or at least hopefully we will remain so mm-hmm. but there are not a lot of like 
get a plate and go up to the salad bar and fill your plate with the salad and then go sit back down at your table and eat yeah. it. Like salad bar, salad bars. I feel that that is a real mark of um, either like suburban steakhouse culture or like like all American chain restaurant culture and like one-off restaurants haven't really I think a lot of people think it's below the them to do like like a salad bar and a like a, a DIY salad bar in a in a quote-unquote proper restaurant but I would you know spend my money more if they have more restaurants oh, yeah. salad bars and it, you know it's funny because there's um there's this kind of grand restaurant tradition from the mid-century era of the cold table mm-hmm. um and and also the hot table actually but um where restaurants would have sometimes in the center of the dining room or sometimes sort of along the walls of a grand dining room um effectively the contents of a salad bar or the contents of a hot bar mm. and when you place your order the server would go make your plate for you. And so it was a sort of outsourced thing. There was um, my friend Jason Diamond recently, a couple of days ago, tweeted a menu from Grossinger's, one of the great Borscht Belt Catskills resorts um, from the 1960s. And there was a section of the menu that said selections from the cold table. And, you know, it was stuff like, you know, borscht and sour cream and chilled fish and, and fruit plates and stuff like that. But the thing was, those were suggestions. Like you would be sitting in this room and you could see everything on the cold table and you would say to your waiter, like, okay, I will have this suggestion you have built in for me, but, but I really would like, you know, this bit and this other bit and you'd personalize it. And it's come back occasionally um, when, when the four seasons that sort of grand old power restaurant in New York yeah. closed a couple of years ago and then was sort of spun back up again by, um, by the the folks who own Carbone's major food group. So they're this like sort of grand moneyed restaurant group. They brought back the cold table. And so when you walk in to what used to be called the Four Seasons is now called the Grill. I mean, this is just like the most oppressively masculine, money-filled, powerful, like Philip Johnson dining room. Um, There's like a big, incredible, abundant, like, you know, old master painting still lifestyle display of crudités and celeries and chilled things and aspects and you can have it you just can't do it yourself like it's 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 salad bar with with a server in between interesting i like that too yeah but it's like but you're right that i think the salad bar has such a class element where people are like oh no like we're too fancy for a salad bar but no you're not no you're not yeah i mean you think i mean it comes into play with weddings too it's like you know the buffet or the family style meal costs way less than like putting the food on the plate first and giving it to you on a plate who cares i love it a buffet put me in charge of my own destiny let me fill up my own plate i will decide how much steak i want on this plate yeah when (laughs) i I, (laughs) when i was younger and we were allowed to choose where we wanted to eat on our birthdays like restaurants i always picked ruby tuesdays because of the salad bar i just so what's your platonic ideal salad bar I mean, creation? I mean, like, you know, the the absolute classic, like an easier to eat, you know, iceberg wedge situation. Mm-hmm. Like give me shredded cheese, give me cherry tomatoes, give me watery, crunchy iceberg lettuce. Mm-hmm. Give me a ranch dressing or a blue cheese. Oh, give, I mean, like I nothing, like nothing. Fu- I mean, like, that's what I think of when I think of like when I go to a chain restaurant, I'm going to indulge you know, that nostalgic yeah. part of my life. I'll be For like sure. a little fancier if I go somewhere else or if yeah. I'm not alone. But if I'm alone, it's like iceberg lettuce and blue cheese <laughs> dressing. 
Oh yeah. I love one of my favorite things about like the Ruby Tuesday style salad bar, the the cubed ham. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And they're like really rubbery and salty and it's just, and and the shredded cheddar, which for some reason, cheddar never occurs to me as a salad cheese. No. But like, yeah, I'm I'm completely with you on iceberg. I think that any salad, like any lettuce base other than iceberg at a salad bar is just performative. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, but yeah, iceberg lettuce and then, um, Bacon bits. Bacon bits, of course. Especially if they're the super almost like powdered kind where they clump together in big clumps. Yeah. And, like, and then the cubed ham and the um, cherry tomato. The cheddar cheese. And the cheddar cheese. Mm-hmm. And then I always go for sunflower seeds. Okay. And usually, usually I will do a thousand island. Okay. I think. Nice. Um, and depends on the, it depends on the croutons if I'm going to go croutons. It does depend on the croutons. At Ruby Tuesdays, they did have both pumpernickel croutons which I didn't like at the time, but I've warmed, I've since warmed up to pumpernickel. But like in fourth grade, I was like, give me white bread croutons because I have no palate. Uh, Wow. I miss a salad bar. I miss an all you can eat buffet at Vegas. Like I have some real serious stuff I want to get back to when this, when this really ends. (laughs) I feel really heartbroken about the loss of the Vegas buffet. Is it gone? I, I can't, I mean, I'm sure it'll come back because like, as a culture, we have absolutely no long-term memory. And yeah. if, you know, so like any vague gestures at, at hygienic behavior that we have adopted in the last year and a half, I think will collectively disappear within like two seconds. A hundred percent. But, but yeah, I miss, I remember when the Cosmopolitan opened in Vegas, the hotel, which is my, my favorite. That's my Vegas favorite hotel. Too. Yeah. Love it. But their buffet um, is not, in my opinion, a proper buffet. It was this. It was. You. It's really good. It's really good, but, but it's, it's not. not it's not a buffet. No. I think we might have talked about this before. I think. I, I think like at some point you might have Instagram something from that, and I I slid into your DMs. And Maybe I was like, not a real salad bar, but Maybe, but I get it. Because, um, it's not a buffet because it's little plates and everything is pre-plated, and so instead of having a plate that you fill with food, you have a tray that you fill with plates. Yeah. And that to me. Is not it's it. not a buffet. That's a cafeteria. It's a cafeteria. I'm okay with going back to that. You know, if that's the if that's the bridge back to the buffet, I'll take it. Um, especially if it's like go sit down, get back up, get more plates, go sit down. That the key is to take things on on their own terms, um, and to allow whatever yeah. it is, right? Like whether it's a city or a book or a meal or a person, to kind of let you know what they think they are. Yeah. And then the way you judge whether something is good or not is not like against some objective standard of, you know, do you have a symphony in your city or yeah. whatever? It's yeah. it's what do you think you are and how close is your reality to your self-perception? Mm. And like Vegas knows exactly what it is and yeah. it's fucking great at being it. I love I love that we just like hit the ground running on salad bars and buffets that feels right to me for those of you who don't know and that would be everybody helen and i have been trying to make this happen for like a long time and we had us we had a scheduled recording on the books and it was the day i had to take the dog to the vet she ate something weird and it was like in her real early puppy days where i was like you're taking things seriously oh so now i'm like oh you ate you know my shoe okay hope it comes out in your poop later i'll just watch for it Exactly. But <laughs> those were the days. Um, but I'm so I'm really happy to have you here. And I'm really excited to know that I 
have the same taste in salad bars as such a prestigious <laughs> food writer for the New York. It makes it honestly feels like I've elevated. My taste is so good now. You know, now I'm convinced I have great taste and great opinions. <laughs> I mean, not to cast aspersions on any of my colleagues, but I think that if there's a food writer who doesn't like a salad bar, you should not trust them. Yeah, yeah. Like in in a lot of like in 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 a deep, meaningful, philosophical way, but also just like from a practical perspective. Like yeah. this is, I think, a good shibboleth. Like if you run into a food writer in the wild and you're like, "How much are you bullshit?" Be like, well, what do you think about a Ruby Tuesday salad bar? Yeah. And if they sneer, you run in the other direction. Yeah, yeah, totally. And there's a and, right. There's a season for everything. Like fine dining, great. The mall food court, great. Like great. all of these things are great. I just yeah. Put, I mean, like bad food exists. Bad food like, exists. Like I don't want to say yeah. that everything is great, but it's like I was saying about Vegas, right? Like you take things on their own terms. Yes. And if like the worst kind of restaurant is a restaurant that thinks it's good and isn't yeah. and not in a in an earnest, lovely way, but in a sort pretentious of like, way. pretentious bullshit way, like like my one of my um, things that I hate more than anything in the world is when um, the lettuce on a burger or on a sandwich is mescaline mix. Gross. Which is nonsense. And what it tells me is like your restaurant buys big bags of mescaline mix to be side salads and you're like well these are the greens we're gonna throw like yeah think about it it's lazy and 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 sad and you know the difference between like buy like five heads of iceberg a day give people iceberg lettuce in their burger or don't put mescaline mix on a burger not even just because it's available and that's what you've bought but because you think like iceberg isn't good enough right exactly when iceberg is what most people want and mescaline mix on a burger does nothing gives it no crunch there's like who wants there's also like seven kinds of lettuce yeah why would like, i want that oh why oh i took so a bite of my burger and got half a salad that's not and dressed like, and frisee and yeah like, and just things that what, make frisee no- on a burger oh that's gross that's <laughs> sickening and if you like that great good for you but I, if you like I that i want to know more about you like i love frisee <laughs> this is no shade to frisee no, but it's is, presented but on it's a burger, like not a it. burger lettuce right it's it's bitter i don't yeah why would you do that yeah i know helen what did you bring as your product like what is the item that you're going to talk about today um it's so i don't know it's you have been i I have to tell you you have been panicking about this and i don't know why i really have i really have (laughs) um okay so part of why i've been panicking so i've been i've been i've been a fan since the beginning and and you know of course like in your first couple episodes I was listening and I was like oh I know what my thing is going to be and then someone would go on and do it like like the salix cloths or or like you know all sorts of things where I was like oh it's my secret little thing um and so I've been absolutely panicking about it and I have like oh I don't know but I'm way overthinking it but I have an answer and it is um the perfect t-shirt um it's the perfect t-shirt well that's huge that's huge because that comes up all of the time, like um, all of the time. How confident are you in this recommendation? Like I have over the last five or six years owned 50 of this shirt. 50. I think 50. I went back through my, through my um, order history. And oh my gosh. Um, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing one of my many of it right now, um, which was actually the thing that made me realize that this is what I should talk to you about because I, I um, was getting changed this morning and thinking about what 
my thing I was going to bring was, and I took off this shirt and then I put on another of this shirt. And then I was like, oh, uh-huh. it's this shirt. So, um, so here's the deal. This is the perfect t-shirt. Um, I'm currently wearing a white one, but I also have it in black and gray and off-white and stripes and a couple of other colors. Um, it's a men's t-shirt from Urban Outfitters, which is an evil retailer, but it's this perfect t-shirt. Um, when they first came out with it, it was this brand called Feathers, which I think was like one of their in-house brands. Um, and now it's just, I think, oh, I should have had it pulled up. Hold no, that's up. fine. Re- right I feel like I'm remembering. So it's, no, I, I, I'm i telling the story all wrong. I should have told this in a much more compelling way. Hold on. She's um, panicking, folks. She's really, she has been I'm on panicking. a panic. I take this really seriously. I buy so many Oh my god, did they not have it? Oh my god. No. Hold on. Oh my god. Did I wait too long? No, this is ex- I have other things. No. Okay, good. They do have it. Great. Okay, okay cool. here's the deal. It's the on feather Urban t-shirt. Website, this is a men's t-shirt, though of course gender is bullshit. It is the scoop neck curved hem tee. Looking at it right now. $29. 4.6. Here's ratings. the deal with the shirt. Ooh. I'm gonna tell you about this shirt. Okay. It has a slightly wide neckline, but not too wide it has short sleeves like in in many respects this is cut like a women's t-shirt so it has like a slightly wider neckline it has slightly shorter sleeves um the two things that make this shirt the best shirt of all time are one the length so it's a slightly longer t-shirt and i am an untuck person generally i've been trying to teach myself how to wear my shirts tucked in but for an untucked t-shirt it's a little bit longer um and the other thing about it is that it has a curved hem. So it's a slightly shirt style hem where it goes up on the sides. And it's a little bit longer in the front center and a little bit longer in the back center. And it's subtle. Um, And I have really big boobs and big hips and I'm slightly hourglassy and, and a longer shirt works really well for me, but like, this is the perfect shirt. And I, I have so many of them and I have them in so many different sizes, which is also the thing. So I'm currently wearing it in a a large, um, but I also have it in a small for when I want something super, super tight and like baby tee style. And I have it in a medium for kind of like a a regular fit. And I like, if you're thinking sizing wise, I usually in women's clothing wear like a 16, 18 or a double XL. And so for me, my like everyday size in this men's standard scoop neck curved head t-shirt is a large and like a medium if I want a little tighter and I have one or two extra larges for when I'm really baggy. But like the neck is perfect. The sleeves are perfect. It has this little pocket that has a kind of raw um, top. Like the top of the pocket is not hemmed. So it curls a little bit. And then the hem is just this perfect shirt tail hem that looks so cute sticking out the bottom of a sweater. Like yeah. so cute with a sweater yeah. over it. And like it's like asymmetrical a little and it looks intentional and cool and layery and not messy. And it doesn't do that thing that, that straight hem t-shirts do if they stick out the bottom of a sweater where they'll often get bunched up and kind of pleat because the shirt is wider than the sweater hem. But this one's because meant to drop a little. It looks like really cool and drapey. Cool. And it comes in all of these great colors. And and over the years, part of the reason I've bought so many is because I've gotten different colors and styles, but also because it is the perfect white t-shirt. And mm. like more than anything else, it is the perfect white t-shirt. And like all white t-shirts, it gets kind of dingy with time. So I would say every year or so, I probably buy five new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel very... Um, do you know the famous anecdote about Ivanka, Trump, Ivanka Trump's bras? God, I'm sorry no, to- but I mean, I guess you're going to have to tell me now, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I'm sorry... <laughs> 
uh, let's just she exists in a vacuum she's never been married um so she <laughs> she famously was quoted in an interview 10 or 15 years ago talking about her bra shopping habits mm-hmm. and in the I don't remember where it ran. It was the New York Times or Vanity Fair or something like that. And she said that what she does is she goes to the lingerie store. She finds the right bra. She orders um, 2,000 of the white, 2,000 of the black, and 2,000 of the beige and has them distributed among all of her homes. And I was just like, holy shit. And then. How many homes do you have? I mean, I guess that's a stupid (laughs) question, but like, it's a lot of bra. And then. Whatever magazine this was in had to issue a correction because it turned out that the poor reporter had misunderstood her with her heavy Czech accent. And what she had said was two dozen of the white and two dozen of the Oh, we're talking about Ivana, not Ivanka. Sorry. Yes, shit. Sorry. No, I think think you said Ivana. I totally meant Ivana. Maybe. I I think I've been thinking Ivanka, but you're saying Ivana. Okay. No, no, no. I think I said She meant two dozen and they heard 2,000. And like you can imagine, like, you know, I buy 2,000 of the white, right? Like totally. You can totally get it. (laughs) So I was like, oh my God, what if you just, for some reason, this like wormed itself into my head and it had, I don't know, never occurred to me that if I really like something, I could just buy a lot of it. So whenever I buy this shirt, I think I'm doing my like Ivana. Yeah, 2,000. Thing where I'm buying like my five white shirts and then I downgrade last year's five white shirts to like medium. Those are the ones now that I wear under the, the sweaters. Yes. And then the ones from two years ago are the ones that I sleep in or like do housework in. Yes. And, and they get dingy and they get kind of yellow and they get kind of grody, but they also get really thin and soft and amazing. And so at any given moment, I probably have 10 or 15 of these shirts, but they are the perfect, the perfect white t-shirt. This is so, is there any sort of like spring or stretch to them? Um, so most of them are a hundred percent cotton. Um, some of the washes and they, they kind of rotate the washes in and out over the, over the years. Um, like I have one gray, like Heather gray one that is, I think like a poly blend. So it has that super soft vibe, but they're not stretchy. Like they're Jersey. They have the inherent stretchiness that, that Jersey does. Like they're not hard, rough fabric and they're quite thin and they're soft right out of the package kind of thing. Mm. Um, but but no, I mean, there's no elastic. They're cotton, which nice. gives them a longer life, I think. Um, Do you use like that... OxyClean? Are you like, no, really? No, I'm okay. like, the laziest person in the world. Absolutely not. I throw everything into the washing machine altogether. I'm the and, same like, I way. If it can't, if it has really, ex- if it's a high maintenance piece of clothing, I won't buy it because I'm like, I'm not going to treat you correctly. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just know that's not the relationship I'm looking for. It's funny. It's, you know, it... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no. you. No, you. I was, I was going to say like, it's a $30 t-shirt, which is not a cheap t-shirt. But in the in the like quest for the perfect white T-shirt, it's actually like way cheaper than all. If you if you look up like, you know, a fashion magazine is going to tell you like the five best T-shirts or whatever. They're all like hundred dollar T-shirts, which is insane. Yeah. And Urban Outfitters doesn't do sales that often, but there are occasional sales. And that's when I stock up. And it's just great. Like they're great. All of my T-shirts are this T-shirt. Nice. And it's life changing. I I'm gonna have to try this. Um, uh, this this T-shirt. I'm very beholden. Similarly, in the same way that you feel about the feather T-shirt from Urban Outfitters, I feel about the Madewell Whisper T-shirt. Um, so I find those two, Madewell shirts are too short and too boxy for me. So they've changed in 2015 and 2016 and 2017. Even something happened after 2017 because I have noticed the same thing. And I've gone up in sizes and I've gone down in sizes and it's not the same shirt. It's not. It's not. And I and this shirt 
this shirt has never changed. And there's something to be said about that because I don't know why all these brands always like take a thing like Old Navy. Like I love Old Navy. I think they're great. Like they have such nice inclusive things. Like I think in terms of fast fashion, I think they do. Like I've always found good stuff at Old Navy. My problem with Old Navy is that like you go to buy like, oh, I bought this pair of jeans like three weeks ago and I loved it. I'm going to go buy another pair. All of a sudden it has the same name, but it's like Mm -hmm. the same size, the same color. And these are two different pairs of pants. Like, and, and so I'm with you in that, like when I've kind of learned, like when I find something in the basics or staple category that I love, I buy a ton of them and then I'm very meticulous. Like I leave it in the packaging and I Mm -hmm. cycle them out. I'm not wearing five of the same shirts at one time. Like I will have two in rotation. Right. And then one will go into the pajama drawer or the gym drawer. Um, and and what was I going to say about about how I felt about? Oh, in the G Thanks group a couple of days ago, um, a person in the group said, like, I finally did it. Like, I found like the crop, like the the kind of tank top uh, sports bra of my dreams. It's airy and it's thirty dollars. Like, so now I can't. You know, are there any good dupes? And I kind of like like kool-aid manned myself through that conversation and was like you if you've been looking forever and you finally found something that you like like don't what to save ten dollars you're gonna buy a bra that like no when the one that you love is in the wash you're gonna be like i have to wear this is there no worse feeling you know what i mean like like half the thing have the thing buy the thing and yeah i mean that's how i especially when it's thirty dollars like Oh my gosh. Like I've seen bra, like I've tried on bras and I'm like, Oh, this bra is great. Like in Nordstrom and I got like fitted for my bra size and she's like, okay, this one's 145. And I was like, for a bra, mm-hmm. I don't like myself that much <laughs> to buy a $145 bra. I'll just stick with this like other one. But, but yeah, if you find something you like and it feels like even reasonably affordable, I think you just got to go for it. But the t-shirt thing is real. It was one of them, but I like, I remember I like went online, I bought it in an extra small and I was like, try, like, I mean, it, and it was like, it's, it's the dream shirt. And so the thing is, I think because it's a men's shirt or it's sold as a men's shirt, yes. um, the sizing is, is like, if you are a very small woman, um, or probably a very small man, mm-hmm. it's not going to be great for you. Um, the extra small is probably closer to like a, a, a normative women's medium, um, but it goes up to a double XL. Okay. In men. So if you're on the larger side, like you're in great luck because you also 
can fit into this perfect men's t-shirt that is the perfect shirt for anybody with tits and an ass. Oh, that's great. Um, It's just so... I mean, I think, like, the gendering of t-shirts especially is so stupid. Um, I wish they had this in a V-neck. Oh, so I think a V-neck would ruin the balance a little bit. I don't know. Part of what, like, they, they have, you know, I'm sure they've had it in the past. I'm not sure. Like, you know, I... There is just, I, I have like at times sort of branched out and been like, well, I'm like you were saying with the sports bra, I've been like, well, I know I like slightly longer t-shirts with these curved hems. Let me find another one. And I've bought, I don't know, I bought one from like Revolve or something sure. and they're just not as good. This is perfect. The shoulders are slightly narrow, which again is sort of weird for a, a shirt that's sold for men, but like, which like creates for me, like I like, it's kind of like a crisp sort of shoulder situation, but the sleeves aren't so long that you feel like you need to roll them up. But if you do roll them up, it looks really cute. And I don't like super wide necklines on my t-shirts. I like them to be, I it just, it's a perfect goddamn t-shirt. I'm it's a perfect shirt. very um, perplexed by it. I, the thing about V-necks for me is that like, I just, that's, I feel the most comfortable in a V-neck. Um, yeah. uh, and I don't usually wear, you know, when you have like a complex about like things that like no one else has literally ever noticed on you you're like oh like my wrists are weird or like and the wrists are like a thing for me and like no one's ever noticed my wrist before but like I feel like my wrists too I don't like my wrists yeah they're very chunky and it and it makes me feel because I can't like usually bracelets or things don't fit my wrists and I feel very like self-conscious literally the same I get so self-conscious about my wrists which nobody ever no one would ever who the fuck nobody like but this is but this is the you know the trials and tribulations of being a, a a woman right like Nora Ephron being like I feel bad about my neck and I feel bad about my wrists and like that's all the things but it's for the v-neck for some reason like no matter how kind of like schlubby the t-shirt for me if there's a little bit of boob I feel very feminine wearing it um and that's important to me um so I have a counterpoint to that please which is that I think that nothing calls more attention to your boobs in the good way than having them completely covered up um, I, I think that, agree that like, with you, a white for sure. shirt, like I think a white t-shirt with a, with a rounded neckline is like way, makes your tits look better than a V-neck shirt. That's because so I think interesting. If there's a v, you have to start thinking about cleavage and you have to start thinking about like, where does the V hit? And like, there's a difference between like smushed together, like line cleavage versus mm. just sort of like gently separated mountains cleavage. They send different messages and like, <laughs> and it just becomes this whole vibe. And when, you have a higher necked shirt or dress or anything. It's just about like shape and form. Mm. It's not about boundaries. And I find that like very sexy. Interesting. I mean, I don't wear it for anyone else, I guess. I'm assuming you don't either. Like I mean, like, but like, but isn't that weird how we perceive that to be? Because I'm not like, I don't wear a V-neck to be like, oh, I want other people to see my boobs. It's like, how do my boobs look best? How do my boobs look to me also? Like what, you know, how do I feel when I look in there? But that's interesting. I've never even like considered because usually like, I don't know. I had the deepest wedding dress. The deep because I had my arms. My wedding dress was so gorgeous. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. I creepily (laughs) stopped your. I mean, I wasn't at your wedding, but I'm very aware of what you've looked like. Thank you. I appreciate that. But that was. But but you can see my complex coming into play there, where it's like, okay, I have. I had the long sleeve dress, and I wanted a full covered back. And Mm -hmm. okay, so how am I going to make this sexy? And the answer was. Okay, well, what part of my body am I like the most comfortable with like having out? And for some people, it is their back. And for some people, it is their arms. And for me, it's my tits. (laughs) 
No, and I completely validate that yeah. in the same way, right? Like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I actually think that, like, dispositionally, I might be leaning more towards, like, a Diane Keaton. I would like to cover every single oh, inch of my body. Kind of vibe, but, like, my favorite look, like, I think, like, I feel sexiest. Um, and I also feel coolest and hottest and, like, all of those things when I'm covered, but, like, but the shape is there, like, covered mm. but body con. And I think that with t-shirts, part of why I like this one is that, um, like most men's, lots of men's t-shirts, um, which I've bought a lot of over the years, have really high tight necks, which are almost too much, like right up against the mm. base of your neck, like choker style collars. And this one is a little bit wide and I'm, you're probably looking at me on the thing right now, but like I'm wearing it kind of pulled back because I, I do like a, like, but this is. I like on. that. No, I mean, you look great. So it's like, that looks great on you. You know, there's enough, like you can have a little, so it's, you're definitely not going to get like. I don't know. I, th- I there's there's a whole you know the way we're acculturated into it's weird, um, right? I mean, like we all are like like stuff. yeah, but we're all we all come from it comes from a place of comfort. It comes from a place of like I don't care what anyone else thinks, but like there's a there's a something that like I look at myself and you know my reflection and be like okay yes, and a lot of mm-hmm. that is when I'm I'm yeah. covered but have some skin showing on my chest. Oh totally, and you know, I don't, it's weird. Like, but like, I mean, I, I, every woman I think feels about this a different way, but I think everyone can, can relate to this idea of like, you know, when you've hit that perfect equilibrium of, I both feel very comfortable and good. And I also look to myself when I look at myself, I feel very comfortable and good. There's no better feeling, but it's so funny how we've all, especially with the fashion of the last couple of years, the, you know, wide leg jeans, the big sort of sack dresses and men Mm -hmm. like do not get it. And I'm like, well, I've never dressed for a man. I'm only dressing for other women to be like, wow, I love your dress. And you know, if I ever walk out of the house in a bed sheet, you know how many women are coming up to you being like, Oh my God, I love your bed sheet. Like, Totally. I mean, I do think that like we like not to like, you know, piss in the punch bowl, but like when you start dissecting women dressing for other women, it still does exist within the gaze of patriarchy. And like, you know, it's like the the explicit like my I was joking on on one of my group texts earlier today about how like all of us sort of dress like recently divorced ceramicists and none of us are recently divorced ceramicists, (laughs) but we wear like large like sack dresses or oversized overalls and we all wear clogs and like um and that's great and I feel awesome in it but so much of the like shapeless like anti-sexualized clothing that is really chic and trendy and beautiful is like an explicit rejection of the male gaze and so it still exists within this context but I don't know I think that like there was this narrative that I think we all kind of received, and especially if you grew up a little bit chubby like I did and then grew up into a full-fledged fat person, like this narrative of like, everybody's got one feature that's good, right? Like I'm going to highlight my legs, right? right. And I, I always think about Donna Karen, who was such a sensation when she first started out as a designer in the 80s and the 90s, how a bunch of her sweaters were off shoulder. Mm. And she said something about like, no matter how old you are, no matter what your body looks like, you always have a gorgeous shoulder. And I was like, that's empowering, I guess, but it's also bullshit. Like, well, it's only if you think only random if, body part. Yeah. That's like just mostly bones. Also, some people have fat shoulders and also fuck you. But like this thing of like, you know, well, like I'm a tits person or I'm a legs person and not in the like the way men say it. Right. But like in the way of like, I will always wear something that shows off my legs yeah. because that's the best part of me, which is 
gross. It's a gross and sad way that we think about ourselves. Yes. Oh, uh, absolutely. I completely agree with you. And I think the shoulder thing, I mean, look, it's all to sell you something and it's all to sell you (laughs) this idea of, you know, right. Like, okay, you're not dressing for men, but you're dressing for other women and this sack dress costs $300. (laughs) So like, I mean, I think, I think the point is that I don't mean to criticize your no I don't feel criticized I I don't feel criticized but I'm just I'm kind of reflecting on that like you have a totally you and I have totally different opinions about the the neckline of our favorite white shirts and we talk about them the exact same way and I don't think either of us are right I just think that I will say yeah I will say that like if I were gonna wear like a blazer or a cardigan I would want a lower neckline I think that there's something about the kind of proportional yeah. situation. So you're right there with me. Lines. But I don't know. I don't. If I, I don't had know. a sleeveless wedding dress, I would I would have potentially considered a higher neckline. A higher neckline. Yeah. But I wanted I the long sleeves. It's balance and, and rhythm and flow and things like that. I mean, I think for like a straight t-shirt, like I'm I'm I could I I can't believe how like you love it. Cliche my outfit is right now. I'm sitting here wearing a white t-shirt and a pair of jeans and no makeup except a lot of red lipstick. And like, that's the, that's the outfit, right? Yep. Like, isn't that the thing that we're all supposed to like aspire to in our lives? Like the, maybe a crisp white button down shirt, if it were slightly chiller. Out. Yeah. But like, but this is the t-shirt for that for me. Like if I'm wearing I like jeans and a white t-shirt and I want to be put together in jeans and a white t-shirt, mm-hmm. like this is that t-shirt. It's that's a little it. bit longer. It's a little bit slim cut. It's not skin tight. It's nice. got a little bit of a pocket for detail, but like, and I like that it's a shirt that's sold to men too. Like I I'm do not too. Lie. Like there's something about that that like to me feels like it's a little bit of a secret. It's a little bit of a discovery, and it's also a little bit of a like fuck your binary. Absolutely. And I don't like like a shapely shirt. Like if I'm putting on a no. t-shirt, I don't want there to be shape built into the t-shirt. The like slightly longer length of the shirt and the curvy neck, the curvy hemline. Um, I was saying before that I really love the way it looks peeking out of the bottom of a sweater or a yeah. sweatshirt. Yeah. It. It's kind of, you know, the the concept of the third piece, which like if you try to teach yourself how to dress, like yes. all the like how to wear clothes, reddits and stuff are like the third piece where it's yes. like you wear a bottom and you wear a top and then you add something else. And that's what makes it into an outfit, yep. whether it's like a jaunty hat or a blazer or something. Mm-hmm. And for me, the hem of the shirt sticking out is the third piece. And it's kind of the same vibe like as that. like button down shirt, white shirt tails sticking out of yep. a sweater, which I can't do because my boobs are way too big. And if I ever actually do this, like it fits really weirdly. Um, but like, it's another layer and it's a layer that looks intentional and cool and I like it and it covers my butt a little bit. And that's awesome. Good. That's great. It's just, I fucking love this shirt. You know, the Dickie episode about the collar, yeah. they need to make a waist one. So, um, there Do was they? this brand that no longer exists. They went out of business like a year or two ago and I bought so much stuff and they're going out of business sale. It was called skinny shirt. Okay. And I think you can probably still find these on Poshmark or something. Sure. I'm looking it, it up right now. Um, it was a stretchy, like super stretchy, almost Spanx material style oh. tank top that had the top of a white shirt sewn to it. <gasps> so you wore this tank top under your sweaters or sweatshirts and it like kind of sucked you in a little bit. Oh, and they then have someone thread up. Top. This is crazy. They're amazing. And so they would sell. Some of them had bottoms. Some of them had the bottom of the shirt, too. So you could do the hem sticking out. And I had one at one point. I probably still have it in the back of a drawer. But my hips were too wide for it to actually, like, make sense. It okay. looked really weird. But, yeah, I have. I don't understand why. I want, like, a T-shirt on top and then, like, right around the waist. It's just the bottom of a white 
button-down shirt. I mean, I like, feel like you could someone could do that, you know, like like th- there has to be something. There's something to this. Yeah. I'm looking at this. I don't love the name skinny shirt. No, I really don't like it. But I understand name, why it's, it's named skinny shirt. It's not to make you look skinny. It's to it's to make the shirt not bunch up under your sweater right right. and And so it's like right so it's like a spandex tank top but then the top is like a collared shirt and the bottom is like the bottom it's like it's magic I'm gonna link to it yeah hopefully by the time this comes out on Friday um no one will have bought (laughs) this one on thread up and one of you size medium can be the lucky purchaser of this um this skinny shirt I would buy it if it would fit me uh this is cool smart I I I recently like I peer so there's a couple of brands that I'm deeply in love with that have gone out of business and this is one of them that I kind of have recurring searches for on ThreadUp and on Poshmark and on Real Real and stuff like that. Um and I was searching for skinny shirt on Poshmark a couple of weeks ago and I found something that I think was called like secret agent or under agent sure. or something like that. It was the same basic idea. Um and it wasn't quite as high quality in the end. I, I mean I bought it and it was fine. But but this concept of like it's a stretchy tank top that isn't going to be bulky under your shirt and no one can tell everyone just looks, thinks it looks like a shirt. Yeah, and it's great and I it's genius. And I remember years and years ago finding I don't remember how I discovered skinny shirt. I think like literally we're talking like 8 or 10 years ago. And I bought a bunch of them off of like the sketchy website that didn't have I mean some socialite found it or whatever. It was it was never like a big mainstream brand and it was totally game changing. And I remember I like I, I love how much Dodai is into Dickies and I have bought Dickies numerous times often at her recommendation and I just can't quite figure out how to make them work unless I wear something over them to like hold the edge of the dicky down. Like I feel like the front of it or the sides of it still always kind of like peek up mm-hmm. under my sweater or mm-hmm. sweatshirt and this doesn't have like this just builds in the solution like wow. I would wear a dicky under a tank top under a sweater and I was like there's a lot of layers it's and then this is all of it all together all right well now I'm gonna have to be on the hunt for like a skinny <laughs> shirt in like my size because this is very cool I have a couple of them that are um maternity ones they made a bunch of maternity ones because like who like it's all the fucking it's same all the same right? maternity so, like, just means stretch don't... before clothes that before all clothes were stretchy yeah, I mean, like, don't let yourself be limited by by shirt sizing on in your quest for dead or stock gender. skinny shirts. Yeah, <laughs> or gender in your like, it's all a hundred percent. If it fits and it looks good, that's what matters. I can't wait to try the uh, Urban Outfitters feather shirt. I'm excited. Yeah, so I actually, if you call it feathers, I don't know why I even brought that up. Like they they stopped calling it that, and they just now call it an Urban Outfitters curved hem t-shirt well if you search um, feather I, it'll come up so i guess other people like it you know know it by its yeah. name you know um, um and i was just i was just clicking on the website and they actually have a, a, a number of them that are on sale for 15 bucks my god um, in like what look like sort of off-season colors so there's like this cute really pale green and a kind of dusty movey purple um nice light gray i'm gonna buy a bunch of these yeah yeah god, I, I would buy them before I this episode comes shirt. out <laughs> um, i mean i really is the perfect white shirt but it's the perfect shirt full stop and if they ever discontinue it i'm just gonna that's why this is why i regret in you know a few years ago not stocking up on those madewell ones because they're not making it's not the same and i will wear them because i like them but like every time i come across one in my in my drawer that's clearly from the first iteration of this shirt i'm like so much happier to wear it than i am for the you know and that's a horrible feeling for all the other shirts i've spent money on and put in my closet um yeah this was a well, great I'm, I can't well I've been looking for something to save my life so I'm really excited well Helen Rossner thank you 
Thank you so much for coming on. She thanks just bought it. We're going to link to everything that we talked about. Um, the shirts, all of the shirts we talked about. And then we will also link to the skinny shirt and the lucky size medium who wants to buy it on thread up. <laughs> it's all you they say, like also, you know, I love thread up so much, but like they, they show up a lot on Poshmark. Yeah. You can definitely um, find one. That's just the one that I saw. And also eBay and, and also you could probably make your own if you were handy with a sewing machine. Which and I am not. Are you? It's, I'm not either, but <laughs> I, no. But it's such a genius idea. Yeah, I, I am just really, really excited to to share the gospel of this T-shirt that I um it changed my life. It truly changed my life, and I think it will change your life. Caroline. I can't wait. And the lives of countless others. I am always waiting for the product to change my life. Thus this podcast. And um, so many of them have. So also like, you know, we all want to hear from you. So if you went and bought the Urban Outfitters um, men's t-shirt uh, with the <laughs> scoop neck and the hem, the what is it? The frayed hem? What's it called? I'll no, find it's it. Scoop neck curved hem. Scoop neck curved hem. Curved hem. And it changed your life. We want to hear about it. And uh, yeah, this was just like, this was so wonderful. I'm so happy we did it. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me.